Christopher Media, unregimented. He can write a song. He knows how to write a pop hook. Man can write a song. Man, you can't deny him that. He can work a DCG chord progression. You're right. I cannot deny that what he wrote were songs. (laughs) (laughs) Unregimented on iTunes and ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. Thank you for listening, liking, and sharing Unregimented on Facebook and following Unregimented on Twitter at UnregimentedPod. If you like Unregimented, please tell a friend to visit ChristopherMedia.net. You can subscribe to Unregimented on iTunes for free just by clicking through the iTunes banner at ChristopherMedia.net. You can also show your support for Unregimented when you buy something on iTunes just by clicking through the iTunes banner at ChristopherMedia.net. It won't cost you anything extra, and it shows your support for Unregimented. While you're on iTunes, please remember to write a review and rate Unregimented 5 stars. Just click on the iTunes banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Android users can listen to Unregimented for free at ChristopherMedia.net by clicking on the Stitcher radio player on our homepage. You can also listen to Unregimented for free at TuneIn.com or by downloading their free TuneIn radio app. Don't forget, you can always listen to Unregimented for free across any platform just by going to ChristopherMedia.net. Make sure to check out all of the podcasts on ChristopherMedia.net. Mondays and Fridays, you have Unregimented. Reach us at Unregimented Pod on Twitter. Tuesdays and Fridays, you have the Weedsman Podcast. Find those guys at the Weedsman 420 on Twitter. Wednesday, you have the Projection Booth, projection-booth.com, or at Pro Boothcast on Twitter. Saturday, you have the Captain's Table at Captain's Podcast on Twitter. You can also check out one of our new shows, well, new to us. It's the Ugly Club Podcast. It's another movie podcast, but these guys go with more of a theme each week rather than just one movie. You can check them out at Ugly Club Podcast on Twitter or UglyClubPodcast.com. If you like Unregimented and want to show your support for Unregimented, you can donate to Christopher Media by clicking through the PayPal button at ChristopherMedia.net. If you use Amazon.com, please click through the Amazon banner at ChristopherMedia.net and bookmark the link. It won't cost you anything extra, and when you buy something, you will show your support for Unregimented. If you're looking to launch your own website, please click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net that's who we use to host Unregimented. When you sign up for HostGator by clicking through the banner at ChristopherMedia.net, you are helping to support Unregimented. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. From Asmacore Studios near Detroit, Michigan, it's Unregimented. Gangsters, what's up guys? Number 98. Already. We're getting close. We're almost there. Almost to 100. 100. I'll be on the road for 100. So I Can't do anything special. We'll have to get the confetti cannons or something for... I don't know. Anyway, welcome to Unregimented. I am Chris. I'm Aaron. I'm Rich. James. I'm John. Yeah. So, damn. <laughs> that is John. JR. He uh, runs MichiganBeerGuy.com. Just check it out. Uh, he's in the studio today. We're going to be talking Wait, with Wait, did him. you say Michigan Beer Guide? Guy. No. Mich- guy. Michigan okay. So I'm guide. I'm, I'm, oh, oh, it's Guide? MichiganBeerGuide.com. Got no. it. Got Michigan beer guy, G U Y. Yeah, that's oh, what I'm saying. Damn it. You got me confused. <laughs> Fuck. I, yes. Michigan beer we, guy. Guys, we haven't okay. really had that much beer yet. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> maybe I'll have to register that other one. Right? <laughs> yeah. uh, but yeah, it's uh, ran into him on Twitter. We've been, we've been kicking around trying to do a craft beer podcast here for a while and uh, just have him in studio today. And he's brought some goodies with us for to talk to him. He's, he, he's already, the education has already started before the, the mics were even on. Yes, this is true. Yeah, I, I can already tell the. 
that there's a lot I don't know. So I'm anxious to get into this. Well, there's a lot I don't know, too. You <laughs> can always learn more, no matter how good you get with stuff. And Yeah. Uh, the beer I brought to you tonight, uh, I wanted to share with you. I discovered it in the Upper Peninsula two weeks ago. It is called Black Rocks Brewery out of Marquette, Michigan, way up north. And it is 51K IPA. And I'm pleased to say that as soon as I got back from the UP, I found out that they went statewide distribution in cans. Oh, they right. now have four different beers available in cans. This one was my second favorite. Their other one was North Third Stout, which is really, really good. But this is all I had to bring today. But you can find North Third Stout in stores in the metro area. Now, I love IPAs. This thing is delicious. It it tastes a little different, though. Rich, do you like IPAs? I was going to say, honestly, I... I I haven't really had many. Yeah. Okay. But I like usually end up. Get, it's, is it? Is it? Are they all around more of a uh, like a like a more of a bitter taste than? Yeah, they, they tend to be. Okay. But I, uh, I usually get it like in a draft somewhere, or I buy it in a bottle. I don't think I've ever really had an IP in a can, and it tastes. I don't know if that has anything to do with the taste on this one. It tastes more crisp. I don't know how to describe it. Well, let me tell you something about cans. Cans protect the beer better than any bottle ever could. The biggest yeah. enemies to beer are light and extreme temperatures, and the can protects it from the light and the extreme temperatures quite well, preserves the beer very well. There used to be concerns with cans with yeah. a lot of people think there'd be a metallic taste or maybe a plastic taste, but the, the technology's there. And the other great thing about cans is there's a company out there called Michigan, Michigan Mobile Canning that is now allowing beers like, like Black Rocks and breweries like Black Rocks and Tapestry and some other small guys to to for the first time offer their beer in packaged goods because they have a mobile canning facility that goes right to the brewery and they can can it on site. It's a great thing. It's it's now bringing more and more beers to the table that we might not normally get a chance to acquire in a store. So now beer wow. in cans good. When I was growing up in high school and college, it was oh but no, you can beer tastes like the can, man. You want it in the bottle. Right. That's, I didn't even think about that though because you have so many small breweries and they're all releasing their stuff in bottles because they can do it in a small place. They don't have to build a factory to can their beer, but this allows them access to something that was out of reach before. Typically, breweries, when they start packaging goods, they buy a bottling line. Like Coonan Brewing has a very small bottling line, which is why they have very limited uh, distribution in the area. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they also have a facility uh, under construction where they'll be able to... Uh, produce lots of bottles but the michigan mobile canners what they allow is smaller batches and the breweries don't have to go invest in that bottling line they can just call michigan mobile canners uh, we have to get them on the show sometime they, they've really done some great things for the industry yeah. and uh, they're bringing beers like this to us that we might not normally have the opportunity to get and you can taste how fresh the beer is yeah absolutely i, I noticed it immediately the yeah. 51k ipa what is that What's the 51K? I'm not really sure. We'd no. have to ask the, the folks at right. Black Rocks, but it's a, a wonderful hoppy IPA. It's not overly bitter. Uh, it's just a wonderful, easy drinking IPA. Some of them are so bitter that the, they jump, you know, it really jumps out and knocks you over. This is a, <laughs> right. Sometimes this is it's a, like a contest. It's like a hot sauce. Oh, yeah. Like and, you uh, do it just to punish yourself. <laughs> I think we all know the. the well, a, a my, my first experience with IPA has turned them off. Turned them off to me forever. I had Arcadia IPA. Oh, I like Arcadia's oh, IPA. I, I almost like spit it out the first time <laughs> I had it. I just don't think you're, you're an IPA guy then. Uh, you I, if, it's, if it's so bitter, your butthole puckers, it might be a little too bitter. <laughs> yeah, I was you like, know? oh my god, my, I was like, I have a gold, oh my god, I have a glass of this. How am I going to get rid of this? <laughs> you know. But well, I was I'll like, tell you. 21, 22. My uh, my experience with the IPA is really up until about two two years ago. I wasn't a big fan. Uh, I'm a really mostly fond of 
porters and stouts and especially anything that's barrel aged or bourbon barrel aged. Yeah. But I started my uh, language now. What you really got to do is you just got to try everything. And if you try it enough, you'll find one or two that you like, and then you'll find three or four that you like. And Mm -hmm. pretty soon they all, it, it all comes together and I've progressed, you know, graduated into the IPAs and the double IPAs and I can drink the real hoppy stuff now and enjoy it. Um, now I am in the, uh, discovery phase with the sour beers which most people find repulsive at, at first and s- some of them are, are light and easy to get into and other ones taste like vomit yeah <laughs> so but it's just oh, yeah. uh, the, the best advice i can give to any level of craft beer drinker anybody that's interested in craft beer is to try everything even if you try a sip or two and you don't like it then pour it out or give it to a buddy but uh yeah if you try them all eventually your palate will come around well jr how long have you been in the business my background goes back to mid 80s okay i i I started uh i went to school at penn state university i grew up in the philadelphia area and while i was a student west philadelphia uh no actually the suburbs out by uh, redding pennsylvania okay uh, in berks county but that being said uh while i was a student at penn state i took a summer job with the budweiser distributor and ended up working there for three years working my way through school then i uh moved to the dc area took a job with a uh beer and wine wholesaler there, worked for two or three different distributors, and then I took a job as yeah, this was coming. A, a spirits broker, so I was selling the hard stuff, and I did that for 12 years. Well, can I ask you a question real quick? Sure thing. When you went to Penn State, is, I'm assuming Penn State's like, it's kind of a party school, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's kind of like, like Michigan State's a party school, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. very similar. So so did you yeah. did you start your amateur beer tasting in Penn State, and yeah, that's where you're trying love? to put them on the spot? I'll tell you. No, 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 seriously, because... I'll tell you, because, this, here's a great story. It seems like either you're going to be a... Like, you have to be a certain type of person to go into a career... Uh, let me tell you, you a great story. You have to know what you're getting into. Yeah. Because uh, right now, we're talking about better beer, craft beer. Mm-hmm. When I was a student, I was, uh, in, I was the social chairman of my fraternity, Phi Sigma Kappa when I was a student and I was elected social chairman because our fraternity was a little bit off the beaten path and we needed to come up with a strategy to get to be more attractive for people to come to our parties and right. to get more women to come to our parties well, of course, specifically. Yeah. So we decided that we were going to have we were going to upgrade our beer selection from Bush, which was the cheapest draft beer <laughs> at the time, to Bud and Bud Light. So it's funny that that was my first better beer, and now it's like the opposite. Now that would be like the downtrodden beer that I would never, never drink. Well, I want to. When I was in college, I mean, think about it. When you're in college, you drink the cheap stuff. Oh yeah. So we we natty natty light for me. We went to the distributor. We went to the local distributor, and I so I told them what I wanted to do, and they were uh, very happy to have our business because we uh, we ordered five kegs every Wednesday, eight kegs every Friday, and ten every Saturday. That's twenty three kegs a week for fifteen. 15-week uh, semester. Damn. So that was a lot of business for them. So, yeah, it was. Uh, that probably had a role in me getting a job there. <laughs> See, that's what, this is what I was getting at. Like, like, yeah, you know, either you're a hev- you're a heavy drinker and you just want to go into the business, or something, you know, springboarded you like into like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go into this business. Well, well, well you know, opportunity and uh, you know, go with what you know. Right? What I did was called upselling. I upsold uh, our consumers, which were our fraternity party guests, to uh-huh. a, to a higher quality brand, which made it more attractive for them to come right. that extra block to our, our house. And it was very successful. We became popular. The distributor was happy. They ended up hiring me, giving me a summer job, and I worked there for three years until I left school. So then I uh, ended up going to the D.C. area, worked for various wholesalers there. And in the early 90s, the state of Virginia opened up 
spirit sales to be promoted. And I was uh, one of the first, I think I was second or third in the state to be licensed to promote the sale of distilled spirits. I did that for 12 years, then I got married, and two months after I got married, my wife's job with Ford Motor Company took us to Las Vegas. So we moved to Las Vegas, I landed a job with Scottish in Newcastle, which you probably heard of Newcastle Brown Ale, which oh, is a huge brand I'm, out yeah, there. Oh I worked for them for four years, and then Heineken USA bought out. Heineken bought out Newcastle. It was a global merger, but as a result, I ended up getting hired over to Heineken USA. So I worked there for four years, and Ford closed their office in Las Vegas, and I, I had to leave Heineken USA to move to Michigan, and here I am three years after that. Okay, okay. So you're saying uh, when we were talking though on the phone a couple weeks ago, uh, it was kind of good that you got out of Vegas as far as the craft beer goes. You were just saying just conditions out there are just not conducive to it. It's a, I'm glad you brought this up because when I left there, I mean, Nevada has almost no rules. Michigan's very strict with their laws. You can't give away branded glassware, for example. There's a lot of restrictions here in what you can and can't do. But in Nevada, it's like the wild, wild west. So there's a lot of pay-to-play out there where if you have the money, you get the the tap handles and the shelf space. Oh, yeah. And that worked in my favor when I was with Heineken, not so much with Newcastle. We were a smaller company. Right. But, yeah, the, the craft... I would say that Nevada was probably 10 years behind the craft boom because uh, all these other brands had a stranglehold on everything. But like anything, uh, things came around. I was just there uh, five weeks ago, I believe. I was just there last week. I am going to be posting a article shortly on my website about all the places I went when I was out there. I went to 12 key craft beer places, four breweries, and there is a lot more craft beer in las vegas now and that's that's great news and this article will help anybody that's going out there and i did go to the d the dsino out there and uh enjoyed some very nice craft beers at the long bar out there so uh, so i I wanted to ask you a quick question because having worked with in this industry for so long and seeing i mean obviously there's there's more beer selection out there than ever before right with all the craft breweries that are popping up or is it just that they're getting more they're getting noticed more. The, the share of craft beer is uh, eating into the big uh, my right. macro brewer's share. That's now about 20%, which is one in five beers Damn. is a craft beer now. That's so huge. it's really uh, putting a, taking a bite out of the Miller Coors, the Budweiser's. And that's why Budweiser has those obnoxious ads that... Uh, kind of attack the craft beer drinker but oh yeah it right. debuted during the super bowl and all that good it stuff. only uh it only makes the craft beer uh more relevant and plays right into the craft right. beer philosophy in my opinion but uh but hey uh yeah it's a great it's a great time it's and it's a great place we were just talking about how far nevada has to go to i mean this is the opposite end of the spectrum when i moved here i don't think i've had a a, a heineken or any mass-produced beer since i've been here it's been nothing yeah. but three years of discovering what great stuff is out there has it been easy to find stuff that you like or do you feel i mean not that i'm gonna ask you to call anybody out but i mean you figure with as much uh, small breweries have popped up there's got to be some of them that just aren't worth it or do you find that it's just there's a, a few i really I, I choose not to disparage anybody there's right. a, a lot of people take a lot of pride in what they do sure i, I, mean, I, I could tell you off the air a few uh, breweries that i'm not too <laughs> thrilled with but uh my well, you know, philosophy I'll, is if you don't have something nice to say don't say anything at all it also comes down to its personal taste some people exactly. might enjoy it some people don't you know yeah yep. And uh, but I, I've certainly got some favorites, and I've got some dark horse favorites. Not dark horse brewery, but I have some like breweries that are flying below the radar that I'd love to share with you. 
uh, one being Tapestry Brewing in Bridgman, Michigan. Have you heard of them? No, I have not. Okay. They just, uh, about a month ago, had their first run of cans, and they have Reactor IPA, which is a fantastic IPA. Uh, okay. Available in cans, and they have Mr. Orange, which is an orange wit beer. Similar, uh, same type of style as uh, a Blue Moon, although Blue Moon is mass-produced. and yeah. I think uh, you'd find that the Mr. Orange has a, is a lot more flavorful. Okay. And their brewer out there, his name is Nathan Peck. I've met him a few times. Uh, he won a bronze medal for their Tapestry Peck's Porter at the Great American Beer Festival in Colorado last year. So I think they're like a really up-and-coming brewery that maybe not a lot of people have heard of, but they will be soon. Mm-hmm. And I actually had a 22-ounce bottle of their latest entry, which also made distribution in bottles uh, of their double IPA. They have a couple different double IPAs they produce, but it's called 100-Watt Amp Kicker. And I had a bottle of it, and I was going to bring it to you tonight, but I had a party over the weekend, and one of my guests said, oh, i got to try that. So, <laughs> a sorry, double IPA, yeah. What what makes it double? It's um, like basically... 24 ounces? No, it's uh, <laughs> it's usually it's not double the alcohol, but it is higher right. alcohol. Like an IPA is usually into the 6 to 8% range, yeah. and anything over 8 would be considered a double IPA. And a lot of them get into the nine ten range, and I don't recall offhand exactly what. But uh, is it just so? It's I, I was just wondering if it was just kind of like a slang term for it because it's kind of more intense, or is it actually a doubling of some sort of process? It's not really do it? double. Just means it's the next level up, right? It doesn't yeah, mean you're doubling the alcohol, but it is right. on the high end. Okay, it's high alcohol, high hops. They're usually hop bombs. Double IPA. It's really really hoppy, yeah. really uh, uh, alcohol burn to it sometimes. Well, we're drinking the IPA, Chris. You've got one of those. Uh, what is it again that you got over there? Not your father's root beer. Not your father's root beer. That is pretty tasty. I had a little sip off of it. It tastes like my father's root beer. That's not a cold sore, by the way. But uh, it, <laughs> well, this is this is a product that just landed in Michigan. I don't know if it really qualifies as a craft, a craft beer, but everybody's yeah. talking about it all over uh, social media. And it's uh, everybody that tries this stuff just loves it. I just read not, today yeah. uh, one of the stores I shop at in Dearborn is Merchants in Dearborn, Merchants Fine Wine. And I just saw, checked their Facebook page today, and they've completely sold out of their first run of it and yeah just they said the distributor is completely sold out hipsters have to be all over this you guys ever been to merchants no that's that that place has everything they they do they have a great selection and they they also have very knowledgeable people working in the store that can help you but but this stuff is incredible i mean if you taste this blind you would not know there was alcohol and it tastes just like an a and w root beer and uh, i'm glad you're enjoying it because uh it's uh it's very impressive and i'm glad uh the state of michigan now finally gets this well, that's dangerous, though. Like, I could get down two of those with a burger and not even flinch. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, imagine he's being very popular at the high school. <laughs> uh, we don't no, no, we don't there. condone that. No, I know, I'm no, just saying. No. I bet it happens. I'm just saying. I know it does. I had a beer in high school. Just yeah, yeah. Saying well, it goes uh, down. Well, experimented, and the experiment worked. Yeah. So. I wanted to ask JR about his, his glass, too, that he's got there. Oh, this is just called a, a t- tulip glass. When you become a real beer snob like i i suppose i've become mm-hmm. um you really enhance the beer if you drink it out of a nice glass um, and a tool yeah. glass um i had these tulip glasses made it's got my logo on it which is the state of michigan with a hop around the lower peninsula oh, yeah. and uh I just uh, always bring a glass wherever I go. I, uh, I'm to the point now where if I go to somebody's house, I, mean, I can't stand to drink out of the bottle. Because uh, when you drink out of a glass, you, you uh, get the aroma. 
That's, right. that's a big part of it. A lot of people don't realize. And I homebrew too. And one of the things about homebrewing is you add hops at the very end of the boil. Those hops are aroma hops, and they do nothing more than add aroma. Mm-hmm. And you would be surprised that if you don't use those, the beer won't taste as good. It's because that aroma is a big part of the taste sensation. Right. People really yeah. discount that, but it really is true. It's not just beer geekdom talking there. It's experience. But I encourage everybody. I'm going to leave this glass for you. because. Uh, oh, well, thank you. You'll have to wash it, though. <laughs> <laughs> a tulip glass but, but it, it's it's yeah it, you don't have to have a tulip glass even if you just have a standard you have a yeah. standard pint glass over there right. but you but pour your beer in a glass I mean, something to open it, up and let now, it breathe I mean, as the you know the what if you're out snobs say if you're out kayaking or you're doing an outdoor activity you, know, you, you can suck it up and have that 51k can <laughs> those black rocks cans are perfect for that it's from the up you know there's a lot of outdoors life there but uh if you have an opportunity to get a glass the beer will be so much more enjoyable so i never nice. really i never i never really thought about it but then again uh, I used to live in Westland, and you go to Ashley's, and they got tons of craft yep. beer. And, it, and, and they, they serve it in, in diff- glasses. Different yeah. styles have different glasses for a reason, because yeah. they have different uh, t- flavor profiles. And uh, yeah. Now, where would you say Michigan is in the in the craft beer universe? I mean, is it is it probably near the, the top, or where is it? Is it is the West Coast, like, the where it's at for craft beer? Uh, a lot of people think so. I mean, I'm a little biased. I think Michigan is second or third. I mean, it's really hard to discount California. They're just so. I mean, California is a gigantic state. And, yeah, you know the West it's Coast its own IPA, country practically. It, it pretty much is, and they do have. Uh, they just just the sheer number of breweries they have and the quality beers they get. Um, and then you'd probably go Oregon is right up in there, but uh, I don't know, man. I, I, again, I'm a little biased, but after three years in Michigan and 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 new breweries come coming every day here, I, I got to give us number two. I'd say California number one, number two. Um, for quality, not quantity, Vermont's right up there. They've got yeah. some incredible uh, Hill Farmstead and um, the Alchemist with Hetty Topper. They don't have a lot of breweries, but what they have is really up there. But Michigan's getting its its beers out of the state, right? Getting, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like other states are enjoying these. I don't know. That, as well. I, I don't know that Bell's or Founders. I, I know that their states they're still not in, but I think they're yeah. in the majority of places. I'm not sure if you guys knew Founders now has a international partner, which technically takes them away from the official designation as a craft brewery because yeah. they're like i think a third owned by a going mainstream man i think it's uh they're from portugal or i believe so the parent company or uh, but i know they have an international partner now but that really doesn't matter i mean the quality of their products there right that's just going to open up uh distribution channels for them internationally and only serve to get founders and more more beer drinkers will be able to enjoy that and that's a good thing for michigan now when you say michigan is uh, is it more detroit concentrated or is it all over the state because i grew well that grew up but i mean i i spent my formative drinking years so to speak with bell's brewery right in my backyard literally like i lived oh, blocks yeah from it so so is it more detroit based or would you say it's more just it's all over the all over the mitten i would actually say that grand rapids and kalamazoo Mm -hmm. are are more relevant i mean kalamazoo is the home of bells and bells is the number one largest brewery in michigan produce the most volume isn't arcadia up in grand rapids arcadia is in uh no arcadia is battle 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 creek Creek. yeah battle creek so uh but i you know i mean it's everywhere really i mean grand rapids has uh, won several years in a row now beer city usa award oh i would say that's probably the that would probably be the hard not just a chant yeah it's an actual award (laughs) Grand, (laughs) grand rapids you can you can i i go every year when my favorite beer everybody up KBS by Founders, but my favorite all-time Michigan beer and possibly my favorite beer 
of all time is found, er, Founders Backwoods Bastard, which is their uh, bourbon barrel-aged Scotch ale. Oh. Um, and it comes Gotta out try that. the first Monday in November. It's released. And every year I tell my wife, I'm, I've got an overnight trip to Grand Rapids. I'm going to visit some breweries. And i got to play my cards when I can. But I always say that that's, that's where I'm going. And I go out there, and they usually have a two-case limit. And I pick my two cases up, and that gets me through the year. And then I go, and... It's that honestly, popular? They, you have a cutoff? You can only buy two? Oh, well, that's, yeah, I mean, uh, you ever tried, you limited could, quantity. KBS too. was only three, four packs. Did you ever try getting cases. disguises and going back? No. <laughs> no, I have. I have. It's like, gonna, a, like a ticket broker. Get like a bot to go in and get into it for you. <laughs> get the, get the, the, the Groucho glasses. No, you know what? Yeah. Send both yeah. your kids in with the, <laughs> with the fucking I'm, trench coat. <laughs> I'm more than happy to get my two cases. I usually drink one throughout the year and keep one in my cellar. And a few years from now, I'll have four or five years worth of... Actually, at a, a party over the weekend, uh, a friend of mine gifted me a 2007 Backwoods Bastard that I shared with a bunch of friends, and that was a, a real treat. But, uh, yeah, what, where I was going with this is when I go to... I, I get a hotel in Grand Rapids, and I can hit five, six breweries. There's a hop cat out there that's tremendous. It's just a, a fantastic beer city. Uh, they even have a, a, a company that you can take a beer tour. There's a bus that will go to like one brewery an hour, and then, you know, at the end of the hour, you get back on the bus and you go to the next one. And I yeah. never knew any of that. We yeah. need to go to Grand Rapids, gentlemen. I know, right? <laughs> it's a great beer town, and, you know, Kalamazoo has a similar thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Detroit, Detroit also has a uh, Motor City bus tours. Or Oh, I could, yeah. da- I could tell you downtown in Midtown, it's getting awfully hipstery as far as the the breweries go i mean there's a lot you had that hopcat place open up down there yeah and yeah it's uh it, it's showing up a lot down by well obviously by wayne state i think is jolly pumpkin yeah. just opened up not long ago fishing a barrel down there have you been to the new jolly pumpkin in detroit i have not, not yet they're here now the, uh, the yeah the detroit's detroit's uh really waking up and taking i think that area that you're talking about is uh is going to be really something it already is in my opinion and mm-hmm. corktown's got a new uh, they got a distillery down there yeah wait a minute i heard so, something about that what 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 uh i think detroit distilling uh, okay so i don't i don't know much about it because um concentrating on the beer but i i've heard great things I actually in the town of wyandotte they're opening up a new new distillery in the next year really okay. i heard I can't, the name escapes me at the moment, but uh, that's another thing about Michigan laws. They actually are very friendly to breweries to also be able to distill spirits. It's not that expensive Ooh. to get the additional, that like an add-on part to your license. So if you open a brewery, so yeah, I'm sure you, you may be aware of New Holland also has a line of spirits. Okay. And uh, one of the things that's pretty interesting to craft beer drinkers is they have a lot of people get uh, bourbon barrel beers where the beer has been aged inside a, a barrel that previously had bourbon in it mm-hmm. well new holland has a beer barrel bourbon which is a bourbon <laughs> aged in a barrel that had beer in it okay so that's something pretty unique and i got a bottle at home and it's always a good conversation piece and the whiskey's pretty darn good too so so yeah when you go to a craft brewery and you find out they distill try Try some of the local spirits, how, too. How long are they aging that beer for in the uh, in the barrel? Uh, for the bourbon barrel beer? Yeah. Or, or yeah. the beer barrel bourbon? <laughs> well, yeah. No, the beer. The beer, beer is generally aged uh, six months to a year. Okay. Uh, now, I, as a home brewer, I brewed a small batch, and when you do that, you generally want to... A 55-gallon barrel is pretty tough for one guy to try to deal with. Yeah. Um, yeah. It weighs a ton. So what I did is I got an eight-gallon eight barrel, uh-huh. but you got to be careful. You can't age if you age 
a beer in an eight-gallon barrel with all that surface area more than a couple of days, it'll just taste like wood. So, uh, uh. But I uh, consulted with some experts before I did that. And, uh, maybe next time we get together, I'll bring you a, a growler full of uh, some homebrew that was aged in that. It was a rye whiskey barrel for three days. Okay. And in three days, it sucks all that bourbon out of the wood, and you get wood and bourbon characteristics. Right. So if, to answer your question, uh, commercial brewers, probably three to six months. Uh, right. Some of them a year, like I think KBS, they advertise is aged in a, in a, in a, for a year in, in caves out in Grand Rapids. So a lot going right. on with those bourbon barrel beers, but they're, they're very, very popular. They're expensive because they're expensive to make, but they're well worth the uh, investment when they come out, they're real treats. Well, now, what would you say that the likelihood of someone who does home brewing has of getting hired into a company that are doing these, like a Michigan company is doing these, these, you know, you know these breweries? I mean, like, how do you, it, do you, do you know if there's like a way from home brewing to that? Because I have a lot of friends who do uh, home brewing. And yeah, it seems it seems like it's become more than a than just a hobby for them. It's it become seems, like it a passion like, well, for them. The person who is industrious enough to home brew at a level where they feel like they want to mass produce it would probably have you know their own plan in place anyway. You know, I, I, I guess rather than but, try and you know get hired by somebody else's business. Well, I can tell you, you really have to be dedicated because when you talk about making that jump, typically making that jump involves you becoming a, what's called a cellarman, and a cellarman does all the dirty work. A he cellarman scrubs. is this with a C or an S? C. Okay, like a cellar, cellarman. Yeah, all right. They call a cellarman, and a cellarman does everything. He, he pretty much a lot of dirty work, cleaning. Yeah, cleaning pots out, cleaning vessels out that and hold the beer. The grunt and, uh, work. It's a, all yep. the grunt work, and it's really hard work. I mean, some of these vessels are gigantic. You got to crawl right. down a ladder in there and get in there, and it's it's really really hard work. I mean, it sounds like yeah, well, that would be so cool to work at a brewery, but you really better uh, be prepared to do a lot of work for not a lot of pay and work a lot of long, hard, tough hours. But if you do that and pay your dues, you generally learn a lot from the expert brewers around you. And you can pick up the trade and then hopefully one day move up to the next level and somebody else will uh, be doing this. But that's usually typically how you start out, especially if you're an amateur with no real brewery experience. Right. You know, unless you've gone to like a uh, esteemed uh, university and got like the Cybel Institute, places that offer brewing degrees. If you go that route, you know, then you may get hired as an assistant brewer. And well, the re- reason I ask because, you know, Michigan has been hit, you know, pretty hard the last, you know, I don't know, five, six years. Yeah, we've rebounded a little bit, but I know a lot of people like your average beer drinker, your your Joe Six Pack guy, who just drinks, you know, whatever. Just worried but about what, quantity. Yeah. Not quality. Yeah. He's like, oh man, why why should I care about these these places? Well if they're creating jobs in the state and they're keeping money coming into the state, then you should give a shit, right? I mean, you know, that's 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 how I'm that's that's why I was asking. Like, you know, I mean the, are, these breweries are creating local jobs and putting money back into the local economy. They're not only creating jobs, they're creating a de- demand for tourism. People yeah, that's, come. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's I was telling you that I rate Michigan number two. Most lists probably had Michigan three or four, but I mean we're in the top five, no doubt, undisputed. Mm-hmm. And I mean there are people like in when Dark Horse has their four elf day and December. There are people from all over the country that, that travel for that. And when people come, they're not just going to go to Dark Horse. They're going to say, oh, Kalamazoo's not that far from yep. from Marshall. And they're going to go down and right. visit four or five breweries in Kalamazoo. Some of them might hit Grand Rapids. I mean, it's... it's yeah, and there's some people that'll come for two weeks and they'll just tour the whole state. I've seen people on Twitter, you know, ask for recommendations. Hey, I'm going to Detroit. What should I hit while I'm there? And yeah, you always send them to Coonan because that's always a treat. And, uh, you know, now there's... 
five, six other places. And then you got uh, Witch's Hat out in South Lyons, a really nice brewery. Oh, yeah. Dragon Mead. You got. Yep, you know, we've had that too. Um, Griffin Claws, another great brewery. Okay, yeah, in Birmingham. Yep. Um, and I'm, I'm sure there's plenty more that I'm forgetting. But Arbor Brewing out in Ann Arbor. So, uh, yeah, uh, the jobs is one thing, but the tourism is another. The Pure Michigan campaigns worked well, and, mm-hmm. and even Grand Rapids, three hours away, it's Pure City, USA, and it's, you know, it's a Michigan icon now. Beer, beer is bringing a lot of people to Michigan. Gotcha. And bringing a lot of dollars to Michigan. Well, I mean, that's, hey, that's always welcome so, in this state. So let's so. keep it flowing. Yeah, we need as many of them as possible. <laughs> yes. Literally just dollars. If so, you only have a dollar, just drop it off over here. <laughs> Even though at the moment I'm not drinking any Michigan beer. Just drive to the border. You know, uh, There's drop boxes. Yeah. <laughs> Leave the money there. <laughs> Where's your uh, 51K? Did you drink it all? Oh, yes, sir. What did yes, you think sir. of it? Um, I liked it. I, I will say I'm, I'm not used to an IPA. That's why I asked. Like, our IPA is more traditionally like more of a bitter beer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but this is a damn smooth IPA. No, yeah. it is. It is. Um, in fact, damn, I almost picked up. Uh, I can't remember what the name of the IPA was when I, when I stopped at the party store. The party store we, we usually stop at if, if you're picking me up. There's so many around here. The one next to the thrift shop in Michigan. Oh, that <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Gun, <laughs> the most shamefully named place. <laughs> hey, you know what you're getting but when you walk in named. there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you walk in. It's like, oh, okay, I get it. They have guns. All right, that, that, that's fair. You know. Well, um, if you're empty over there, I have one more Michigan beer that you can try. Oh, hey, I, I'm more than happy to, sir. Okay, well, this is technically a collaboration between Shorts Brewing and Half Acre Brewing it's in a Chicago, matchup. but it is called. Freedom of 78. It's one of my favorite IPAs. It's made with guava fruit. And it came out uh, probably six weeks ago. Made with guava. Okay, so I was going to ask you if you come across any weird fruity beers. Well, this is very unique with guava in it. It's got a wonderful flavor. Freedom of 78. A buddy of mine, uh, he came over and he had a soft parade. Is that Michigan brewed? Yeah, that's from Shorts Brewing up in Bel Air. Same, oh, yeah. like the, no, the, is the this is an IPA with some fruit in it. Soft Parade is you'll a, probably like that. Very fruity uh, and very like a, war- a warm weather, f- refreshing beer. It's a little different. It doesn't yeah. have the bitterness well, that this beer. has. I guess you know I call them we I call it weird tasting because I don't like fruity beers. Okay, well, but that's just my personal. You call opinion. them lady beers and I drink. Them, oh yeah, sir. He, he gets the lining kugel sometimes <laughs> and I just roll my eyes. Well, there's a beer that but, just came out called Odd Side Weedermelon. And it's watermelon flavored wheat beer, and uh, I couldn't do you that. You have to taste that. it. Uh, I haven't had one yet, but uh, I've heard mixed reviews. Yeah. I've heard people that have loved it, and people that are never buy it again. But uh, you know, that's one of those things you go, you never know if you don't try. Yeah. But uh, this this is wonderful. It's got a lot of that. You got that little subtle guava fruit to it, but it's still an IPA and it's still hoppy. But it's got the fruit to it, which I think it's quite nice. But one of my favorite. To see what you guys think, but see, none of you guys have the uh, the glass, so you're not getting the full yeah. I know beer experience. <laughs> We're bad drinkers. No, well, that's why I'll, I'll leave this glass, and the next time here, I'll bring you more. Definitely, we we, we appreciate that. It, it'll get use out of at least one of us more than the rest of us. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. <laughs> that's okay. Well, somebody has to be the designated driver. <laughs> yeah. And, and he's only in town teacher. for a little bit, so yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Well, what was the website again? I was going to say it, but I'll fuck it up. <laughs> I, I have My website is michiganbeerguy.com, guy, right. G-U-Y. And uh, uh, another thing, uh, one thing that I post on the website, I try to keep current. Uh, last week was a holiday, so... Uh, 
I'm not always uh, on top of my game, but I have a part of a little column on my website called Hipster Tipster. And what it is, I'm I'm trying to find something that I can, everybody reviews beers and breweries and does stories and and that's fine and dandy, but I'm trying to do something that no one else does. And uh, everybody in the craft beer community was always looking, hey, what's new in the stores this week? You know, when I go to the store, what's going to be new? What can I get? So the Hipster Tipster, I have some connections with some local stores and some brewery or, you know, some distributor reps and I'd do a little intel every week and post what they can be expected to be seeing in the stores. So you can log on there and it just says hipster tipster weekly report. And uh, right now I just updated tonight before I came. So any estimate on number of different beers that you've tried? Uh, there is a app. So I will tell you that there's an app called untapped. It's, it's very popular. It's U N T A P P D. No E. Okay. And I'm going to open my untapped now. I can't believe I'm going to get an answer, okay. a direct answer to this. this. is awesome. And obviously, there are nights when I don't check everything in. Because sometimes... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So towards think, the end of the night. I um... think the last beer I had was... Uh, I had a party on Sunday night, and somebody at 2 a.m. pulled a bolt cutter barley wine out. And I know I probably had one or two after that, but uh, I, I'm not sure I remember what they would have been. <laughs> so let's see here. You guys can talk while I'm pulling this app up. I like how that's from the American. There it is. Okay. I know. I was waiting for it. I was like, these are only what I've documented: uh, 1,259 beers, 845 unique beers, and total badges four ten. You get badges for different things. Um, I think I'm level fifty dark strong beers because that means I've had like two hundred and fifty different dark beers. Ah. So there's badges for different things. Um, but anyway, this is a great app, and uh, yeah, your friends can join you on it, and so you can see what your friends are drinking. You can actually go on there and toast if you see somebody that's had a beer that you really enjoy, or a friend that you haven't talked to in a while, and you can toast, and they can say see that you're paying attention to what they're drinking too. The big thing is I want to get my thousand unique beers, so I have 155 more to go. So, all right. That's uh, only in like about the last two years. So, I'm sure in real life it's much higher. But right. And I think what I'm going to do is after I get to a thousand beers, I'm going to probably scale back on this because sometimes it gets you know you don't like to be that guy at the table at Buffalo Wild Wings just fiddling <laughs> with your phone. And every time get, <laughs> my wife looks, gives me that evil eye every time I'm taking a picture of my beer and posting it to untapped. <laughs> So. Do you do the Instagram and give it like the sepia toned? I, I don't have. An, I do not have an instant okay. Instagram account, but I, I have a few uh, what we call secret Facebook groups. Okay, where uh, craft beer groups, uh, friends that you have to kind of be invited into, and by keeping those secret, uh, you know, Grandpa doesn't see. You know, all he sees is the pictures of the kids playing t-ball, and he doesn't mm-hmm. see you drinking five beers. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. On the weekend, and you know, th- those are not for public consumption. They stay in the secret group. So I, there's a few of those that I'm involved in. And yeah, I have a whole family that's in the in the timeout wing that I just don't <laughs> share anything. <laughs> with. Yep. So they're like, we like that you update your profile picture every couple months. I'm like, yep, that's all I. I do on Facebook. Shh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I can pull up my groups now and I'm sure there's probably five or ten beers that were posted by, you know, various friends in these groups where they're communicating to me what they're tasting and re- re- recommending things. That's another way that you can learn about new styles of beer. I, there was one thing on the way here that I wanted to make sure I mentioned uh, at some point in the, our, our podcast and that's there's an epic legendary event going to take place in September that was just announced Two recently. Two adjectives. So you know I mean, awesome. this, this is going to be 
uh, the party of all parties, and it's going to be, you'll like this because it's Kalamazoo, it's Bell's Brewing is celebrating their 30th anniversary. Oh, yeah, right. On September 12th of this year, they're calling, uh, they're having a, a huge party. Uh, it's called the Fun Vitational, and it's not going to be just Michigan beers. They're celebrating with breweries all over the country, and what's really making this nice. party unique is they are inviting breweries to be here that don't even distribute in the state of Michigan. So they'll be, they'll be oh, man. In, in Kalamazoo or wherever the site of the party is um and it's very it's going to be a tough exclusive ticket but they have a process if you go to their website bells brewing i'm not sure if they have a festival.com um let me see i pulled it up earlier so i would have it here it is yeah just go to bellsbeer.com and look for uh funvitational bell's 30th anniversary funvitational beer festival celebrating 30 30 years of inspired brewing and uh, they are going to be legendary breweries that you cannot get in Michigan. Cigar City out of Florida is one of them, a very revered uh, brewery in the craft beer community. Alaskan, which is here. Allagash out of Maine. Anderson Valley. They're all in alphabetical. Arcadia is going to be there. They're still going to have a lot of their Michigan uh, Michigan beer friends yeah. there. So this is going to be a, a, a really once-in-a-lifetime uh, event that I encourage everybody that is into craft beer to try to get tickets. I can tell you that there is a process where you can mail in a check, and you have to print out a form and mail in a check and do everything perfectly. And if you do that, you'll get an email saying whether you get tickets or not that way. And then if you don't get that, I think they're going to have another method where you can get tickets. But needless to say, my uh, self-addressed stamped envelope was mailed out about a week ago when I found out about it. <laughs> so, and you made sure it was on point, too. But like again, uh, the hipster tipster wants you to know <laughs> that that party will be taking place, and I strongly encourage you to... Sounds like a process Look up the to info. get the tickets, man. Well, you know what? You do what you got to do. I yeah. Mean, like, it's fuck Willy Wonka. This is a problem. Uh, this, is, this is the golden The ticket. next step is to get a hotel room in Kalamazoo because there will be no driving after that. Oh, I bet. Yeah, 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 yeah. None, none whatsoever. This yeah. will truly be yeah, There's like epic four campuses within a stone's throw. You just find a couch to crash on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so your Everything's still on Stadium <laughs> Drive like, by I'm, the I'm, freeway. I'm, just, just walk up to any any like college dude and be like, man, I'm the Michigan beer guy. Just, <laughs> hey. I need a couch. Bro. Oh, I know that dude. <laughs> All I got to do is bring a case of these tulip glasses and I'll be in. Oh, oh, yes, you will. Yes, you will. <laughs> Yeah, just head to Western. You'll be you'll be golden. Oh, oh, oh yeah, the Drake's party store. Oh, for sure. It is still there. It's bigger now. You it's, know when I when I first moved here, this is a funny story. It has like thirty coolers now, or at least ten. Good lord, that was fifteen years ago. It's, it could have its own city block by now. When I first moved here, I took a contract beer position just a temporary uh contract working for a guy helping him launch uh, a crappy yellow beer called pong beer it was uh developed for beer pong has everyone heard of it <laughs> no it, it no. existed only for about <laughs> I love it though. six months in in the state of michigan it was a flop <laughs> i could write a book on everything the gentleman that launched the brand did wrong and i made all my recommendations to him specifically are you gonna buy 30 cans of something you never tasted probably not right no so he launches yeah. a, only a 30 pack then he gets the idea, well, I'll give the distributor six-pack rings and they can break them up. Distributor's what? really happy about it, paying a guy, you know, 15 bucks an hour to put right. six-pack rings. Well, I said, hey, make a 24-ounce can, put it in all the convenience stores for 99 there cents, and every people are going to drink. And the other gimmick the guy had was to put two... 
pong balls in each 30-pack, which is a pretty cool idea, right? Well, he contracted the, brew- the beer out of a brewery in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, called City Brewing. And City Brewing was, you know, they told him to get lost when he said, we want you to put two ping pong balls in the cartons. <laughs> so what he would do, he'd sell a truckload of beer to a distributor and give them, you know, a truckload of pong balls, too. You know, <laughs> enough commensurate with the amount they needed to put in. So again, the distributors got this extra label. It was just a disaster. Wow. And I, like I said, I could write a, a novel on it, all the things this guy did wrong. And I, 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 I came to him with all these ideas, recommendations. And he also didn't introduce the brand to Meyer or Kroger when the, this is a uh, heavily chain-driven state. He just put it in all the independents. Yeah. But where I was going with this, uh, when I was making my rounds for Pong Beer, it didn't take me long to realize that this wasn't going to be a, a long-lasting gig because the, the the brand wasn't selling through, to, you know, despite any efforts we made with it. Uh, I went to Drake's Party Store in Kalamazoo, and the truck backed in with uh, 20 cases of Backwoods Bastard. <laughs> so uh, I asked the guy, I said, hey, could I get a, a case of that? And he goes, well, it's a... I don't know, one or two four-pack limit, he goes, but for you, yeah, I'll sell you a case. So I didn't have nice. to go to the brewery that year. I, I, that's how I discovered Drake's. There you go. Nice, nice. There's Pong beer in the back. I still got Pong balls, too, in my garage. <laughs> oh, and I got 50 Pong beer T-shirts, so next time I'll come up, I'll give you a supply of those. <laughs> yeah, oh, I want one. <laughs> Although they won't fit. Medium, please. They won't fit me or you. <laughs> oh, no, 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 nothing, no, no. Nothing ever comes in our sizes. Well, so. Even if they came in our sizes, I have a feeling they shrink about in, to in, half the original I'll size. I'm just saying, after can, we get, can, can we get some merchandise in man size? Hey, way you know, to, like, way like, to know your audience, by the way. If yeah, you sell yeah, yeah, beer, yeah. you should definitely be making oh, larger yeah. sizes yeah hey when i worked for heineken i was the hero i went every time i had shirts made i'd always get a supply of the big guy sizes oh i, and bet. I was always i always have a few in my car whenever it's here hey hold on i'll be right back got yeah. you covered because i know how you feel <laughs> i can't ever get anything either go to a show what's your larger size extra large yeah. and extra large is like what you're wearing in their idea of an extra large right and it shrinks when you wash it too yeah so yeah 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 so if there's any type of anything on it it looks like it's hitting g-forces by the time you're done it's like <laughs> hey yeah. Oh, when I worked at Guitar Center, is the, the the reps would come in and be like, "Oh, I got T-shirts. I got T-shirts. I t- got T-shirts." Big guys always got left out. Oh, of course. They're always pissed off. Well, you know what? It's amazing what American consumer will do for a T-shirt too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know? I know. <laughs> you could, like in a hockey game, they throw them into the crowd and people like beat each other over a T-shirt. You know? People will sustain they, bodily they'll, injury. They'll spill. They'll spill a twelve-dollar beer for a five-dollar T-shirt. I, you know, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I've and I've been at some bars where, like, you know, the, the well, I don't know the the street team for the place or whatever right. comes in and they're handing promo stuff girls. Out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like you know, if it's a guy, you always get the creepy guy. What do you do for this T-shirt? And I'm just like. Like, wow. <laughs> Bet your parents are real proud of you for what you just did for that T-shirt, huh? If you remember, a T-shirt killed Maude Flanders. Yes, it did. T-shirt <laughs> <Canada. laughs> yeah. But no, yeah, I've, I've, I'm like, wow. So what would you do for this uh, this lovely uh, beer mirror over here? Yeah. You know, what can we, what can we That's get? what you do for a T-shirt. I have cash. Can we meet in the parking lot? <laughs> okay, so um, Michigan Beer Guy, you know, that's your blog. Yep. Do you have a Facebook page for anyone to, to, to like? It does have Twitter. I, I, I actually. Twitter, do, Twitter? Okay. I actually do almost all my uh, Michigan Beer Guy activity uh, on Twitter. Okay. And Twitter's Twitter, where it's at, man. Twitter like. publishes to a Michigan Beer Guy Facebook page, but it's really driven by Twitter. I very rarely post on Facebook because okay. I know that whatever I do on Twitter, yeah. you know, and I kind of use Facebook more uh, with my personal stuff with my family, except for those secret beer groups, which is like another 
Twitter identity. So yeah, I'm right. all over the board, but I pretty much drive uh, the beer stuff with Twitter. I'm very comfortable with Twitter being uh, uh, one of the things I do every year, which put michiganbeerguy.com on the map, is every March Madness, I randomly, this is, I did it for the second time this year, I randomly will take and put in names in a hat of uh, Michigan breweries. And, of course, there's more than 64 Michigan breweries, so I kind of try to eliminate the ones that are just brew pubs that you can't buy their beer in stores. Mm. But uh, we've had a lot of fun with this, and uh, we randomly draw the 64 teams out, and then we randomly put them on the bracket, and then when the brackets are drawn... These beer brackets. We assign them. We, it's called Michigan mad- Madness. So this year... Harmony Brewing in Grand Rapids was the winner. The year before that, 51 North Brewing right out here in Lake Orion was the winner. So what we do is whoever makes the Sweet 16 every year gets an automatic bid into next year's. And it's just a fun thing. I mean, it's, everybody's like, what's the prize? So what I did this year is 51 North won it last year, and it took me like almost a full year to go visit those guys, even though they're not that far out. But it's still a long ride when you have to drive home after a few beers. So yeah. I'm going to oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. plan that out properly when I could have a, a driver and stuff. But uh, we went up there, and we gave him uh, a case of these glasses uh, I made sure that I had one for each employee at the, and the staff that works in their tap room so nice. uh, Harmony Brewing if you're listening I will get out to you sometime in the next year I'll probably do the same thing and wait till the beginning of next basketball season <laughs> and come in and congratulate you for winning uh, this year's brewery brackets and uh, but it's a fun way what it really what I enjoyed about it is as the games were going on I'd say okay uh, you know uh, this brewery has Kansas and they're playing Kentucky you know it's, I'd say hey you know I'd tweet out to the two breweries hey good luck tonight you know we'll see who's gonna win and uh right and it was cool a lot of the breweries played along and, and twittered or twittered through you know and um and whoever gets michigan state's always happy no matter what just because they, they're glad to have the hometown team <laughs> yeah yeah right <laughs> fortunately right. the wolverines weren't in this year but uh maybe next year they'll be in but uh yeah so it's just really fun just to engage all the breweries and a couple breweries were upset because they didn't make the field and i'm like well there's there's like over 100 you know almost 200 michigan breweries now yeah. tried to eliminate right. the small brew pub type ones but so it's just a lot of fun where i can interact with these breweries and uh you know another part of this is i have another website called breweryrep.com where i'm kind of trying to do a little bit of side contract work helping these guys launch their beers uh a lot of them don't have a lot of resources to put into the sales department and i have you know 25 plus years sales experience and i don't need benefits a company car i can do contract work for them for a fraction of the cost so that they would have to pay a full-time guy and you know i can the advantage for me is then i can kind of make my own hours and still be able to do some things i do with my kids with their sports and cool. it's a win-win i can you know work all day and then be home for their sports and then go out at night and do promos for them so that's another reason i kind of like try to mingle with the breweries eventually establish a relationship and maybe I'll get to work with them a little bit because it's not a really about the money anymore for me doing this it's because i just really enjoy and have progressed into wanting to work for in the craft beer industry versus what i've done in the past with the bigger guys have kind of moved into Mm -hmm. it's not about the money anymore it's about the satisfaction of you know working for products that i can stand behind and i can really truly enjoy so we were talking about heineken yeah do what you love right yeah remember we were talking before the show about heineken and uh we were heineken i guess uh, that shit was it you that said oh i can't stand Heineken." i've never had a heineken i've liked well as somebody that worked for the company free i've choked it down because it's free beer and it's general (laughs) principle i will be 
I will be truthful with you. I probably haven't had a Heineken since moving to Michigan, but after working for the company four years, I had my fair share. And for anybody that will listen, the green bottle gets skunked because, as we talked about earlier with the cans, cans protect the beer from light. Right. And that green bottle, it's beyond me why they don't put it in at least in a brown bottle, which filters out most of the light. It's a much, uh, it's a brown bottle has much more integrity to the beer than a green one does. Mm-hmm. Green allows the light in. And well, especially any one. beer you ever had a Rolling Rock? Oh, oh, <laughs> oh Rolling God Rock is that skunky thing too because it's in a green bottle yeah so but if you were Only to rock, if, you'd hope it's skunked if, at least i'll have some flavor if you were to take either a draft heineken or a heineken in a can that was fresh and yeah. taste that against a green bottle heineken you would think you were drinking two different beers so you just gonna have to trust me on this if you ever next time you're in a store if you can see just a single can because you probably don't want to drink six of them but just pick it up and you'll be like really surprised how different the beer tastes it's another example of the, the right. cans are where it's at. Is really a, the stigma with the cans is uh, really should be gone. It's a very very uh, practical package for beer, and it's more more green, more friendly to to the earth too. So it's a win win. Well, Jr. I just want to say thank you for for uh, confirming what I've been telling my friends for years yeah. and years. Like well, like that green bottle, clear bottle. Let's in so much light, it changes the, the taste. Absolutely. Versus versus a can beer, and they go, oh, it just tastes like can, tastes like ten. I'm like. Oh. Not oh, anymore. No, it doesn't. The technology They're all now. lined and shit. Yep. I mean, take that, May. All right, that's all. The technology <laughs> now is good, and uh, yeah. no, you know what? It only takes literally minutes of light exposure to for that skunkiness to happen. Really, and it truly is a chemical compound that's similar to skunk. Uh, the, what the skunk oh, no emanates <laughs> so really? that's the, it's very similar so we don't want to go there <laughs> no, no no green no, no. just say no to green bottles i'll never yeah. drink a beer out of a green bottle no sir <laughs> so uh it's it's well, sort of on the topic ish yeah. um how friendly is michigan with beer in the mail like with all the, you know like say we like this beer from marquette and you know maybe we don't want to drive and we're being hypothetical here because i know it's available but maybe we don't want to drive an hour or two north to go get it it's about interstate shipping not yeah. so much inside the state that's the problem right well people trade beer all the time on the internet i don't know very many people that buy it that would that would probably be huge uh, legal problems but the, the bottom line is it's kind of like a don't ask don't tell policy with shipping first of all the first rule is never use the united states Postal Service. Okay. <laughs> They're a federal agency, and uh, you are not permitted to ship alcohol legally. So right. don't go there. Uh, you can use FedEx. You can use UPS. Uh, my advice is to get an account. I have an account with FedEx, mm-hmm. um, and you save money that way. If you don't have an account, you get gouged pretty good on the on the rates. But uh, if you have your own account, you can print out your own labels, and you don't have to declare what's in the box. You just have to package it well and try to hide the sloshing sound from the liquid. Right. Um, but generally, a bubble wrap, wrap each bottle in individually in bubble wrap and you put a, a, a trash bag around it so if there is a leaker hopefully it doesn't leak through the box right and then you just put a lot of padding and if you take great care i've never had an issue with uh, anything breaking occasionally you know i hear of other guys you know one bottle breaks and yeah you know worst case scenario if it if there's really significant breakage and it leaks. Worst case scenario is it usually gets confiscated. Uh, a lot of times they'll send it back to the shipper or whatever shape it's in. Okay. But hey, at least uh, you're it, it, happens back. All, it happens all day long. The best thing to do is just stay away from the postal service. Use FedEx. And uh, if you choose to ship, uh, generally in the etiquette in the trading world is if you ship a, a box that gets broken, it's on you to replace that box. So you really want to package it up good. Uh, otherwise, right. you know, Now, how's Michigan ordering? Say I want to order some, uh, I want to order some Yinli. Can I? Uh, <laughs> well, is it all dependent on uh, Pennsylvania wanting to ship it here? Or is it all about if Michigan will? Or I don't, is it just FedEx throughout the country is what you're recommending. I actually think that there are there are some shops that are licensed 
to with the state of Michigan they have a, a license to ship here because I have ordered beer retail over through the internet legally and had it shipped to my house. Oh. It's technically illegal to do the trades that we do and to ship that beer, but because you don't declare what's in the box again, they, I think FedEx and UPS knows that's going on. It's pretty common practice. But right. you know, it's getting, don't ask, money. don't tell. Yeah. As right, long yeah. as they don't know what it is, they they can say, hey, I didn't know. Right. But uh, going to turn your, down customers. But uh, uh, there are they're more, they're more worried that the, the package is ticking than sloshing. <laughs> you know, and it's yeah. a different state. States have different laws, so I believe that the company I ordered from was in the state of Washington. But, the, you know, it just depends. There's different laws for different states. And you can find uh, there are legitimate uh, shops, that uh, businesses that ship legally into the state of Michigan. But if you want Yangling, you just go down to Toledo. It's not that far. Cross mm-hmm. it into Ohio, oh, yeah. using that as an example. It's delicious on tap, I'll tell you that. It's good in the can, too. Just stay away from that green bottle. That's what I'm saying. That's the only way I've had it, and I was like, this is nasty. I do have one last beer here for a grand finale. This is a 22-ounce Southern Tier is a brewery. I visited the brewery. There's an article on my (laughs) website. It's in upstate New York. But this is Chocolate Orange. I have not had this yet. It was just released. Chocolate Orange. It's on the Hipster Tipster. It was in stores last week. It's Chocolate Orange. But I know you were saying that you like the darker stuff, so... I'm going to leave look at that. That, look at that. delicious. It's like coffee a, and motor oil. It's a beer you can right. chew. <laughs> it is, man. Yeah. You know, porters, oh. are, porters and stouts, like you had a Whoa. meal. It's, uh, it's all chocolate. And you all look perplexed. Very little orange. That uh, Yeah, I am a little perplexed. There is a that, lot of chocolate in this. I that, haven't there had There is, <laughs> but that's fantastic. It's like a dessert beer. It sure is. And, uh, like, uh, yeah, finish up a nice steak meal with one of these. Southern Tier makes uh, some great beers that are sweeter like that but my favorite of them there's almost no way you could drink a whole bottle of it is uh their creme brulee yeah. stout it's a uh, it's just uh it's a treat it's really really overly sweet there's no you, you have to share it with some people yeah it's uh because it only comes in 22 ounce bottles it should come in like a, a five ounce bottle <laughs> that'd be a nice sipper at the end of the but this is nice and chocolatey oh, wow. and you get a little bit of orange zest at the end yeah it's, that's it's, definitely uh that, that's not like you're to quote Tim, your yellow fizzy beer. You're not drinking 25 of those. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like you ate 15 so you loaves guys, of bread if you tried to. Yeah. You don't have a glass. I'd like you just to, to take a, a sniff of that, and you can you can smell the orange in there. Yeah, you can. The orange is in the aroma more than it's in the flavor, because you probably hardly tasted the orange when you just t- tasted the liquid. Yeah, you can taste it a little bit. Go ahead bit. and uh, I mean, smell the aroma. You can hit, smell the orange zest. So, yeah, it sounds yeah. like a snobby yeah, thing definitely. smelling the beer, no, but I, it really does uh, It really does affect how you how you experience tasting the beer. This is wonderful, though. I'm glad uh, glad this worked out. You never know what you're going to get when you haven't tasted anything. Yeah. Uh, Southern Tier is pretty reliable. Yeah, definitely. Like Where this. are they out of? They're in upstate New York. I visited oh, that's, the brewery you, you, you last year. You just said that. I actually do have a, an article from visiting there. This particular beer, I think, was just developed since I made my visit, so it wasn't available when I was there. But uh, they I, make one just called Chocolate, which is, I believe is the same thing as that without the orange in it. So this is like, nice having the orange. I love how it's Southern. Got, it's like a back of a of a baseball card. Oh yeah. Size says color black, body heavy, bitter moderate. Pair roasted or smoked foods. It's got it stats. Chocolate desserts. Store dark upright. Yeah. Serve snifter. So there, there, there you go. Yep, yep. Wow, that's, that's it's really, that's southern, really good. but it's just now hitting me that it's southern. It's called Southern Tier. I believe the that's an area of upstate New York. Oh, okay, it's known as Southern Tier. I don't know whether it's mountains or rolling hills, but that's Yankee where, beer. It's uh, you know, it's <laughs> uh, I find out what city. It's uh, not too far. Like when you cross the border near Erie, it's about an hour to the east of that. Kind of uh, in between Buffalo, Erie, and then an hour west. Oh, because I almost bought the farm last year up near the border near uh quebec 
But no, nah, no, this is more central upstate. No, what we did yeah, talking about, yeah, yeah. like right used to, kind of where I used to live. Last year, we planned a family vacation, and I uh, I shoehorned a few uh, beer visits in. We uh, we went to Southern Tier on the way to Cooperstown to see the baseball Hall of Fame. And oh, okay. Almost, does your does your wife get annoyed to, with I that? Used, I used to live thirty minutes south. No, of she's pretty tolerable. So, so it's not like oh, it's crazy. Another brewery on oh, our way no. to this. Does she, <laughs> yes. she rolls her eyes. Oh, she does roll. Of her course, eyes. another brewery. The great thing is when we find a brewery that has. Has good food, then it's okay. Because oh, yeah. there you go. Especially Saves when we have the, the kids with us. And we went to Omagang Brewing. At the Southern Tier, she actually dropped me off and took the kids somewhere. Uh, the Lucille Ball Museum was right there in town. So oh. it was a perfect diversion that she went there while I went to the brewery. And then she came back and picked <laughs> me up. It was perfect. But uh, when we went to Cooperstown, there's a brewery there called Omagang, which brews uh, uh, Belgian-style beers. Mm-hmm. All their beers are, are Belgian-style, and they're owned by a Belgian company, uh, Duvel Mortgat. But uh, they make some wonderful beers. So that was really great because we got to see the Baseball Hall of Fame, and there was a brewery in it for me in the real home run was they had great food so everybody was happy there hey, and from I, there we went to niagara falls and spent a couple of days there and avoided breweries altogether for a while and then <laughs> on the way home i stopped by a wegmans in erie just to raid the shelves of some local beers that you can't get in michigan and gotcha. that was about the extent of the beer on that trip but it was a nice it was a nice uh, visit to southern tier and omegang what's a hefeweizen a hefeweizen is a german wheat beer okay yeah. There's a lot, a lot of history uh, with Germany and brewing, but uh, this time of year is Hefeweizen season pretty much. You know, you, you like okay. it. it's a lighter style. It's generally not that strong alcohol. Right. So uh, you'll notice uh, with wheat beers, uh, a true Hefeweizen will be cloudy. It's unfiltered, and and, uh, and it'll have a right. banana clove flavor in the yeast. Yes, yes. Yeah, and that's a very distinctive German Hefeweizen yeast brings that flavor out. Whereas okay. an American wheat beer... Generally, well, that's a cleaner yeast that doesn't have that banana clove. It's just a, gotcha. a mellower, you know, more uh, yeah, easier It's to kind drink. of what I was wondering is if the banana clove was part of it or was that just happened to be the one that I had. It definitely comes from the German yeast strain. And, yeah. uh, you know, a true Hefeweizen is brewed with German malts and uh, and the German yeast is really what gives it that well, character. Yeah, it was up at the Woodward Avenue Brewery. Where they, they serve a Hefeweizen and uh, they'll throw you an orange slice on it, too. Yep, it's pretty uh, good. You know, there's some purists that, you know, oh, no, can't have fruit in our beer. But, you know, it's really what you enjoy. If right, you, if, yeah. If, if the beer tastes good with a lemon or, or an orange in it, there's nothing wrong with having it. I have yep. people that, oh, no, that's blasphemy. And it's not because if you like the beer, who cares? Right. You know, it's the uh, it's just like the red and white wine myth that you have to have red wine with steak and white wine with, with fish. fish. You know what? Yeah. If I want to have a Cabernet with my trout, I'm going to have a Cabernet with my trout. That's right. Although, uh Rather than a Cabernet, I'd rather have this Southern Tier chocolate orange, I believe, than, than any wine. I think I would, too. Hey, so what is... This is more of a general beer question. I'm going I'm going rogue. Why... What is our fascination with Yellow Pilsner? What, what, who, made, who made that decision? Why, why was I not called to this meeting? Like, what's... Why is it so prevalent? It's easier to make. Yeah, it's, it's actually, easier to mass produce. That's, that's actually incorrect, because as a nope. home brewer could tell you, I've never brewed a lager because it, it requires aging the beer at a, a cold temperature for long periods of time. Oh, it's okay. much easier to brew an ale. It'll be done a lot quicker, and you can pretty much uh, ferment it out at room temperature. So that's not true. I mean, uh, for years and years, uh, people only drank ales, and then the Germans discovered lagering. And uh, I'm not really sure uh, why we're so fascinated, other than it's very easy to drink. It just doesn't have a lot of, you know, I I drank Bud and Bud Light in college, and that's mm. all I knew, and that was fine. And it, 
tasted fine back then, but now that I've discovered all this this other you know great world of flavorful beers that all different taste profiles, you know, right. I, I would just be so bored just to drink yellow fizzy beer. Yeah, it seemed once I got into the the craft beers or the the, the better beers, it seems every time I bought a pack of Coors, I was cringing. It felt like I was like slighting myself. Like, why am I yeah. buying this? Right. Oh, like I I go to a Tigers game, you know. Uh, I've been to events where you're at uh, you're at somewhere where they all they have is Bud and Bud Light, or I'll just get a, a, a Diet Coke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, Bud Bud Light, oh, Coke, please. You know, right. <laughs> no, really, it's uh, I, I'm spoiled because I'm used to flavorful. But for Tigers fans, always get your tickets in the right field corner because there's that Michigan beer stand right there. And uh, oh, I forgot. I about always that. get yeah, my yeah, 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 you can yeah, get yeah. seats in the bleachers cheap out there in the right field corner or out in the uh, the first base side deep into the outfield. Field. That's the best place to sit if you're a yes, beer yeah. drinker. Yes, ah. yes. I used to have. What the money you save on so, the yeah. seats, you can pay for the beer because yeah, they'll mark it up two or three more dollars <laughs> than the rest of the beer. And I, I, I'm not certain that they still do this, but the best time to go is a Friday home game. They have a Firkin Friday. I don't know if you know what a Firkin is. It's a a wooden cask, which oh, okay. uh, over in like Scotland and in England they serve beer. At, just about room temperature, just slightly chilled out of these firkins. Oh, And they have okay. to be tapped out uh, manually where you have to use, like, elbow grease to tap yeah. it out. It's not by CO2 gas. You manually pump the beer out of the firkin. But, ah. but anyway, on fr- one time, out of it. last year pump I went to a game and had Atwater Decadent Dark Chocolate on the firkin. And it was almost room temperature, and it was lovely because a lot of these beers... Like this beer, it'll taste completely different 20 minutes from now than it does now because mm-hmm. it warms up and it can be the flavors. Come I don't out. mind it warm it, if it's it, a dark beer. The cold beer, that's an American thing, isn't it? Isn't Hell generally yeah. in Europe, it's beers gen- the, warm temperature? Beers aren't room temperature in England, but they're served at like 50, 55 degrees yeah. versus our like 40 or 35. Right. Americans, and it really, uh, cold numbs your taste buds. Right. So you really don't taste the beer as, as well when it's cold. That's why, like, beer. Beers like this, as they warm, they get much better. Yeah, there's a bar I used to go to out in the Kalamazoo area on Pawpaw. Uh, actually, Lawton, Michigan. It's called Big T's. I don't know if you've heard of it. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. Big one T's of those... like the letter or Big T's like T-A-S-E? Big T, like the le- like T apostrophe. <laughs> okay. That would be more than no. a bar. That would have some yeah, entertainment not... <laughs> on stage. So. <laughs> this podcast, we can use this, we can use a salt. <laughs> but anyway, there'd be, there'd, there'd be girls putting themselves through waste. But it, but it was on stage <laughs> at that place. <laughs> But it was one of those places that had like two hundred and eighty something beers, and you know you had the club and all that. But that's yeah. one of the that's the one thing, the one piece of beer knowledge I picked up from that place was cold beer is an American thing. Yeah. Like we're the only people on the planet who want a nice cold beer. Well, it's nice to have the shittier beers taste or be colder because, you know, like you <laughs> yeah. said, it numbs your taste buds. <laughs> <your taste> <laughs> okay, okay, you guys have got your shit. pet questions, and I got to get my pet question. I've had a few friends that joined the military, went over to Germany, were stationed. They come back and they went over there drinking. But we all drank. If we drank, if we drank in high school, what well, we would have drank. But you know, you know, whatever. When we're younger, just the piss beer. You know, the stuff that sure. you, you know. And they come back and they're like, "No, you got to try this. You got to try this. You got to try this." And the one thing they seem to come back and say is, uh, "Varsteiner." You gotta you gotta try Varshine. Now, do you have an opinion about that beer? Since that's not a locally crafted beer, I mean, we can we can be brutally honest about it. I mean, uh, it's a, it's a fantastic beer. The, the the only issue you have with some of those imports is the freshness. Because uh, for number one, it's not a big seller, so it comes here and it sits right, on the shelf for a right. while. Oh yeah, yeah, um, I've ran into that. A few but times. if you can get it fresh, or maybe in a keg where it's been refrigerated most of the time, if it's handled properly and fresh, it's a fantastic beer. Okay, um, and so that's maybe that's the challenge. Ones. I went through that. Oh, yeah, a few times. 
times. When I worked yeah. for Newcastle, I mean, we'd have uh, occasionally there'd be problems where a distributor would be running low. I mean, it's a six week lead time. To, this stuff comes over on a boat. Um, yeah, yeah. So you know, imports can be challenging to get fresh product, even if even if you get it right off the boat, it's been on the water for six weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got gotcha. you. Three weeks, whatever it may be. Yeah, because they all say the same thing. You so, still haven't had it. Till you've had it in Germany. If you've had it in Germany, you're uh, getting it fresh from the brewery. You know, it's no different than the beers we get. Like if you go to a brewery and buy a growler and take it home and drink it like the next day. Oh, hey. There's just nothing like fresh. Take this for what it is, man. But when I, I did that, I took the Coors Brewery tour last year. That, that stuff that I had was, the, I think the oldest beer I had was four days old. Oh, you, yeah. you, you took the Colorado Kool-Aid tour? Oh, but yeah, it was, <laughs> I, I had Blue Moon right out of the, I had I had <laughs> I know, like three-day-old Blue Moon. It was fucking awesome. Uh, when I, I went there when I was 17, I got the Rocky Mountain Spring Water. It was all I could get. And uh, it tastes just like Coors Light anyway. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. He just, he just pulled a, just pulled a, a Stepbrothers on me. I remember when I had my first beer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, well, we did it. We did an hour on beer. I, I knew, mean, I knew I it was possible. I knew we could with this crowd. I just, I have to say, Jr., you brought out a very much more uh, conservative side of us because. <laughs> Our, our language is, is, is definitely usually more like NC-17, maybe even triple X sometimes. So you've brought out a more conservative I've, side of I've heard language. I've heard your work. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. You know, okay. He listened and still showed up. When so you, congratulations, you, You're a good sport. Thanks. When you got it, when you got a six and a ten-year-old, you know, you kind of clean up. Your oh, you have to. Right you yeah. have to. Yeah, yeah. You know, get me out on a ball diamond, though, and uh, – <laughs> a couple of beers oh. in me, and you know, I'll be right back over there with you guys. I hear you. I hear you. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Jr. Oh, thanks for having me. My pleasure. This thank you. A, thank you for all the real wonderful treat. fucking yeah, the beers you brought, man. I, we, I I really appreciate it. My designated yeah. drivers over here like pass it again. I'm like, oh, you're cut off, dude. You know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, let's hit that <laughs> uh, website it. one last time. MichiganBeerGuy.com. And uh, Twitter, yep, hit him up on Twitter too. At Michigan Beer Guy, cool. and there's an at Michigan Beer Guys. They're they're friends of mine uh, through Twitter, but it's at Michigan Beer Guy is me. Don't be fooled all by right. imposters. That's what he's saying. Uh, they're all, it's okay. We're all good. We're all one happy family. That's what's great about the craft beer uh, universe. Uh, everybody gets along, man. We're all, yeah. It's a nice uh, tight community. Yeah, it's not you know even though we can be beer snobs, we're all beer snobs together and right. competitive, but in a good way. There's even there's even friends of mine uh, that's you know that love. Pabst Blue Ribbon. I mean, that's that's a hipster beer, and yep. every now and then, every There's now and might then, be you some people have, in this room. That, it's award winning. You know what? Yeah. You know what? Every <laughs> now and then, ago. when you want one of those uh, yellow fizzy beers, that's probably the one that most craft beers drinkers embrace. So. Ah. Oh, <laughs> here we are, baby. <laughs> well, gotcha. We, well, before we sign off, should we, should we should we do a little bit of a toast here, gentlemen? So, I mean, so we, we, don't we all have? Well, here's my toast. Uh, I have a little. Dr- I have enough in here to toast. Drink go, for gentlemen. tomorrow, we shall die. Shakespeare, Macbeth. Drink for tomorrow, we shall drink again. Michigan beer guy. <laughs> nice. There you go. Right, thanks for listening, and we will catch you next time, guys. Bye. Later, guys. Adios. If you enjoy this show and want more people to know about it, head on over to iTunes, leave a comment, and rate it five stars. Make sure you like and share us on Facebook, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Just search for Christopher Media. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Most importantly, we would like to take the time to extend an extra special thanks to you. Christopher Media could not exist without your support. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net, and thank you for listening. Christopher Media. Let's make some noise.